because it's very exciting. We're back, episode three, No Laugh Track. My name is Justin Severson. This is Acme's official podcast. We, like I said, episode three, and uh, the training wheels are off because the first two weeks I was talking to people that I had some sort of relationship with. Uh, Phil, Phil Palisol is with me this morning, and we, well, as I brought up to you when we talked uh, before we came in here, we met briefly about a year ago, other, but you have no idea who I am. No. Not, well, I don't know that. I don't know. Th- I mean, I don't know if I have no idea who you are, <laughs> but we we're not close. <laughs> Phil, so Phil Palisol is here. He's the uh, headliner this week at Acme Comedy Company. And uh, well, I should say today's Wednesday. It's Wednesday afternoon. So you're one show down. One down. How was it last night? You know, this is, as you know, one of the top five clubs in the country. Mm-hmm. And last night is why i mean it was ridiculously easy last night almost to the point where you're like okay look (laughs) i wrote these jokes i tell them night in night out they're not this funny Ah. just settle down (laughs) but they were really really good last night you know that makes me think of uh like i remember this would happen a lot when i was in college you'd have a um Oh, my my friend Mike, he'd always point out like if we were at a party and uh, there was the the girl that uh, the, you know that somebody was hitting on and she's laughing really really hard at everything uh-huh. and Mike would come up to me and give me a nudge and go, "He's not that funny." Yeah. 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 And and it, it was kind of like that last night. And my other worry was there was a big group in here of like 50 plus. So they took up a good chunk of it. And if that one group is tight, oh, if you don't or, get them. Yeah, and if they don't interact well, um, then it's just really hard. But they were a very loose group last night, and obviously a close group too, because they don't. Sometimes you know, if you tell a joke and somebody in shipping doesn't want somebody in sales to know that they know about that sort of, then they don't laugh <laughs> at it. You know, um, you know, if they have a drug test or something at work, yeah, they're doing want... a joke about uh, clearing the uh, history in your computer, and right, uh, yeah, right, and bill some... and accounting is sweating. Yeah, exactly. Some get it and some don't. And if there if there's any dicey material about it, then they might even not laugh, even though they think it's funny, because they don't want somebody at work or within the group to know sure, sure. that they know about it. But they were a really great group last night. I don't know what to think about that. Yeah. What are you talking oh, about? Oh. So the, how many times have you been to Acme? We met last year. You, mm-hmm. uh, we think you said it was in February right. here in town. How many times have you performed uh, at this wonderful this club? This is time number five, I think. Five. Yeah. Over the course of a long, long time. I mean, I, there was a. it can be considered, I suppose, a dry spell for me. But I was busy working other places. Okay. It was just a dry spell coming back here. But there was a big gap for, I don't know, five or six years where I wasn't able to get back. But always as a headliner? Were you ever feature here? Uh, yeah, it was always as a headliner. Yeah. I, didn't, I knew people who had, and that was my introduction to the, con- to the club, was I came here to see somebody who was working. Oh, okay. And, um, and I loved it even then and wanted to get right back. But yeah. it took a while, and... Uh, it takes a while, not a while, but it just takes a bit to stay in the rotation, you know, because they've a lot of great comics. Oh, yeah. And all of them want to work in a place like this. Absolutely. So sometimes the line grows from the front. Sometimes the line grows from the middle. Sometimes you're the guy that leaps. This was a fallout week for me. I, I wasn't expecting to get this. But oh, really? Something happened, and then it just suddenly came to me, and I, I uh, canceled work. <laughs> to be here, <laughs> should you be saying that? <laughs> well, I don't know whether I should, I should or not, but um, uh, not to them, maybe. No, no. <laughs> but to somebody else, I can tell you that I, I I did have work for this. It wasn't the whole week, but um, I did have work. But it wasn't enough to not do to this. not do this. Sure. Yeah. Now I, I, we put we should probably say because this is going to be posted 
this afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, June thirteenth. Is yeah. it thirteenth? Yeah. Jeez. And, yeah, I know, right? Fourth uh, of July is coming up. Uh, before you know it. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it was just Ford Truck Month, <laughs> and now. I mean, I just got my Ford Truck Month decorations put away. I just got done celebrating Black History Month. I didn't see, know that was over. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, it was, it was over a long time ago, probably. Oh, damn it. Uh, but we should, uh, we should actually point out that uh, if people want to come down and see you at the club, don't come Friday. Uh, no, do come fr- Friday. Friday. Saturday. Saturday. Do not come Saturday. No, you can't. Unless you're invited. It's, yeah, because it's a, a wedding or something. They're doing a wedding. Someone. I, I've, you know, I've had a relationship here with Acme for quite a few years and I've I don't know I've never heard of this happening I don't know how common it is but uh, someone has rented out the whole place to have a wedding and reception all that well it's a nice facility I mean the the restaurant's terrific and this is a great space for whatever you want to do toast or cake or whatever you know I mean you can you can do it I wouldn't pick it (laughs) (laughs) but I spent all my energy picking my wife and not the place so maybe Somebody knows something. I don't sure, know. Sure, sure. But you are—you're actually officiating this wedding. Is that correct? Uh, as a matter of fact, yeah, yeah. yeah I—I uh, I will be doing material throughout it. <laughs> and if they can make it through that, then the theory is they can make it through. Does anyone object? Hey, yeah. hey, right over I mean, here. <laughs> where are you? Uh, where are you from, Phil? Denver, Colorado, originally. Outside of Denver, originally, and then uh, um, uh, I started doing comedy in downtown Denver, and then. Uh, um, Moved downtown shortly thereafter, and then shortly after that, moved to Los Angeles, and then after a space of time, moved back to Denver. Oh, so you're back there I'm now? I'm in Denver now, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I I always, I mean, I didn't really want to leave L.A., but it always felt like there was one too many guys there, and it turned out I was the guy, <laughs> because I was very comfortable leaving, you know? I mean, there was some okay. part of it that I was like, ah, oh, dang, and I wanted to do where I should have done, or, you know, that kind of feeling, but... The smaller it got in my rearview mirror, the happier I became because it's, I mean, I miss my house and I miss my neighbors and certainly my friends and things like that. But, you know, when you land in LAX and there's nine million other people coming through that, but it's just, you just don't want it. Yeah, yeah. And you got to get home, you know, just uh, everything went easier by half easily when I was in Denver. I mean, my house went down in half. Car insurance went down in two thirds. Yeah, the the ride home from the airport went down in half. I mean, everything just virtually right off the top. Sure, sure. Yeah. Are you a uh, not that this is a sports podcast, but are you a sports fan? Oh, I'm yeah. a huge sports fan, so Me that's too. what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. I got. Uh, Who do you like in well, Denver? Who I got the old. Uh, see, this is the wait a second score of the Super Bowl victory uh, oh, when they beat the Packers. He's, and he's got a, a oh Phil John you, Elway. Phil, you. you just moved up because I know that's a John Elway that number is, seven. That's right, and 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 for a number of reasons, not I, because I was born in. I mean, you're born in a city like this. You come out a sports fan. That's just yeah. That's I'm just born. Yeah, I grew up in St. Paul. Oh, born in St. Paul. And so, same yeah. as was true in Denver. Um, so I was always a sports fan, but I became a Elway fan in particular because of the type of scrutiny he was under, and yet still managed to perform well and didn't lose it ever you know there was there were times in the paper i remember where um they were critiquing what he was giving away for halloween candy what in the paper and he never you know he never lost his cool about that sort of gar- garbage you know and um so i became a very uh big admirer of how he was handling that kind of pressure 
in the hopes that I would face that kind of pressure sure. and then handle it the same way. But fortunately, um, I never had that kind of pressure, so I don't <laughs> so have you, to worry about handling it You've never it been no, uh, behind I, the center on no, the Super, no, no, the Super no, Bowl? No, nope. No, not yet. Not <laughs> nothing, yet. Nothing similar? No. Not, not even close as I think about it. Yeah. You say it, Justin. I'm trying to think of what sort of... I mean, late night TV and all that, that's pressure, but that's over in five and a half minutes. Sure. You know, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Nobody's bet on it. You know, there's not a over under on how much laugh I'm gonna get. I, we uh, we watched some videos last night uh, online. Oh, oh, of okay. uh, Leno. You did Leno they live way on back, forever. Yeah. yeah, way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety nine, I did it, and I, uh, you know, I. It seems now that I wanted to do it longer the second time than I wanted to do it the first time because it's taken me that much time to get on it. Again. Sure, um, and it was a remarkable experience, and um, I'm not. Sh- I can't say why I haven't done it again, um, but maybe I got everything out of having done it the one time that I was supposed to get. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, I, it was certainly a great life experience. It was a boyhood dream that had come th- true like that. Except for the host. I uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really felt pressure when Carson announced that he was going to retire because I wanted to do the show Johnny Carson. You know, yeah. the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. I wanted to do that, but um, that went before i had a chance yeah sure sure uh so you uh let's go back to you you started in denver and you moved to la what what happened when you got to la well we were very very lucky we had uh, did you move uh, did you move there with your wife were you yep, married then yep, already the two yeah. of us i found an apartment over a weekend she was working my wife was a comic at the time is a comic and was a comedian at the time and she was working in houston and i overnighted her some polaroid pictures this is Back, you know, I, I, it's so odd to talk about back in the day when it was like a decade ago, right, you know? Right, right, right. Um, but I overnighted her some pictures of this apartment and rented it without her ever seeing it. Um, it was right in the heart of uh, Hollywood, right? <laughs> we had Russian mob and hookers right at the end of the street. And uh, we were there for a couple of years. And as it happened, a friend of hers, a very funny comedian, uh, Lisa Ann Walter, out okay. of New York, had gotten a television deal. And we were out there at the same time that her uh, pilot was being produced, and it was a shambles. It was falling apart. They were Everybody had been fired or quit. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, we ended up writing on it. We, My wife and I are credited with saving this project, rightly or wrongly, I don't know, but that's just how sometimes showbiz works. You know, Was we it were, Caroline in the City? No, no, that oh. was a show that we wrote on later. Okay. Um, this was a show called, um, uh, at first it was called Something's Gotta Give, and then it was um, changed to My Wildest Dreams um, on Fox. And But we ended up writing on that show six weeks or so uh, after having moved to L.A. Crazy. So within two months, I've got a, a job. A paying gig. Well, which was ridiculously... It was a huge break yeah. for my wife and I. Yeah. And I, l- looking back, I don't know that I would do it again. I probably would have, because I wasn't able to do stand-up full-time. Because mm-hmm. they want you there every week. I mean, if they're going to give you $10,000, they want you showing up to work every day. Sure. Um, so I wasn't able to do stand-up full-time. I did it on hiatus weeks and when the shows were down and things like that. But it was great to be in my own bed. It was terrific to make a, a, a living you know, yeah. a paycheck living where you know the money's coming in every week. That felt great. Um, but I missed stand-up. I missed, not the road necessarily, but I missed the creation of the joke, 
the telling of the joke, the hearing of the response of the joke, not the thinking of the joke, the putting it on paper, having it run out yeah. six weeks later, seeing it on TV, and then the laughter's not even real, you know? I mean, that <laughs> that part of it wore kind of thin. Hence um, the name of this podcast. It always... I. I'm so proud that it keeps something in the all three shows I think now something comes up about laugh tracks. Really? <clears throat> and I named the show No Laugh Track because um that tends to be the shows that I like, No uh-huh. Laugh Track. Um, you know, I don't want to be you don't have to tell me what's funny. I think I hope I can figure it out on my own. Right. And you're around funny enough yeah. that if you want funny, you can get it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um that would be my design for a show. If I had a show similar to this or some kind of talk show I would bring people on, and I wouldn't talk about what they do. You know, I would talk about their, you know, some, some other interest, sure, you know, their garden oh, yeah. or something like that. Because, like you say, I mean, if you want to find it, you can. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say this about a laugh track: if you ever want a good workout, try to laugh along with a laugh track. It's huh. it's because re- the laughs are much higher than you would laugh on your own. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They're much more sustained than you would laugh. You yeah. know, and and they're not at. You're not going to laugh at where they put the laugh track. No, you know, no, no, and that's no. why they put the laugh track in yeah. so that they can tell you that this is where you should be laughing if you were going to. But never that much. Isn't yeah. it sad? Yeah, yeah. No, when I thought of that name, I was picturing you know some of my favorite shows like um, you know Modern Family, something uh-huh. right now, or uh, Arrested Development. Uh-huh. You know, I remember you know watching that. You know, you know sitting on the couch watching it with someone else, and it's like you end up going to that person. Going, did you catch that? Did you catch that? Uh-huh. Did, you, did you hear that? Right, right, and and. Uh, the other thing that bothers me about a laugh track versus no laugh track is the reality of the situation. I mean, if if you're friends with Chandler on Friends, you're going to be laughing all the time. That's the way the laugh track indicates it. Sure. But they just stand around looking at the guy. I mean, he's making 52 jokes every half hour. Yeah. And they just stand around looking at the guy. While <laughs> and the, pause. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's just kind of, you know, the artifice is phony anyway, but when you start poking... At the phone, and you're like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, I get oh, it. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. Speaking of things that uh, don't have anything to do with comedy or, you know, what you do for a living, you pointed out uh, you keep track of your steps each day. Oh, I do now. I, healthy man. I, well, I don't know about that. If I could get rid of the soda pop, I'd be a healthy man. Well, just move but, to New York. They're banning it everywhere. Uh, they're trying, yeah. And, you know, I remember, I, this is on topic but off subject. But I remember my wife in a green room one time getting in an argument with a comic about smoking and how smoking would be banned in the clubs one day. Sure. And he said, Bob, you're full of shit. You don't yeah. know what the hell you're talking about. There's no way in the world that whatever. And lo and behold, yeah. again, back in the day. Right, you know, right. Lo and behold, it has happened. And I don't know if New York is going to succeed with that. Yeah. Um, and I know that Coke is furious because, I mean, they're like, hey, what about Pepsi? You yeah, know, yeah. what about yeah. those sons of bitches? Um, because it's just Coke is the you know market bear and mm-hmm. and uh i wonder what they're going to do but if i could get rid of sugary sodas then i would i would be much healthier than i am now but the whole pedometer thing i i came it came about um i ran a uh, marathon in paris in april never had done that before first one cuz well yeah and maybe the last but um i figured if I was going to run in the city for five hours, I wanted to see it. And there's plenty of Paris to see. So, I, you know, uh, and I wanted it flat. And I, yeah, Paris is flat. It's at sea level. and uh, Scenic. Scenic, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that was an easy choice. Yeah. And then 
then doing it was, you know, that was really the work. Um, but I trained for a long, long time, five months about, and um, got into my little pedometer. This is a Fitbit. That's what it's called. Fitbit. Fitbit. It's a fantastic little thing. It counts my steps. It counts the, the calories if I put in the food that I eat, and I don't because I don't want to know. Nah. I don't want it to tell me that I'm drinking too many sodas or, right, right. or eating enough pie or something like that. But right. um, it's a fantastic little thing, and it's amazing how you can get around just on foot. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think we've completely forgotten about the our bipedal ability, you know. I mean, I was – I got 8,000 steps. It's 1 o'clock, and uh, – you know, just you get up, you get out, you get walking. I walked around the downtown. It's a great little downtown, by the way. When I say little, I, I, it's Denver <laughs> yeah. to me. It's not little at all. Right, but, right, right. Um, it's a great downtown area. Yeah. It's vibrant. It's moving. A lot of bars, but we're by the stadium, so that makes sure. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I'm counting my steps like crazy. I don't – I I will – I'll hold this thing in the middle of the night while I go to the bathroom because I want credit for those <laughs> 15 steps. You know, it's silly, but I want – because I'm in, at, at you're marching bit, in place and a, a little the, uh, bit toilet. Yeah. Is that yes, the case? although it knows, it knows if you're not moving. You know, I, I the the those uh, people movers at the uh, at the airport. airport yeah, you know, it knows if you're on it because it can tell if you're moving faster than what your normal step speed. Um, it can tell if I'm on an escalator going up. That's amazing. Instead of climbing stairs, actually, and it's a little bit aggravating that way. But um, damn you, Fitbit! Uh, you too smart for. Um, But I love the doggone thing, and I I wear it, you know, a lot now. Now, you said, uh, you told me that you wore it during the uh, marathon. I did, yeah. How many steps during the marathon? That's my ultimate day so far. I was at 58,000 and change. Wow. Um, And I still have, again, this was my only marathon, and I'm going to run a a half here soon um, again in Denver, the Rock and Roll Marathon. They have that here, I think. I'm pretty sure that there's a Rock and Roll Marathon but they're all over the country, and that was the series that I, I did a half marathon, and that made me want to do a marathon. Oh, okay. Um, and in doing the marathon, made me want to do a half. Because <laughs> it's just about, even though it sounds silly at 13 miles, it's just about the right length to, to run. Mm-hmm. Um, forget even where I was going. Well, but, you took 58,000 uh, steps. Uh, uh, that's, my, and, that's my premium day. And then an average day is? thirteen to yeah. 14,000. Wow. And like I said, I, I, I track them... Uh, maniacally because I'm in a little group on this little fitbit.com you can start your own little group and my sister's in it my wife is in it a couple of other friends are in it and I'm competitive like a bastard you know I don't want them to get ahead of me even yeah. though there's no shot of them getting ahead of me frankly because they don't run like I do or walk like I do or um, I mean they've got lives you yeah. know my sister's got a family and other people have other interests you know and I I work an hour a day it's it's okay <laughs> to go around the block once more. well I think there's something to be said that you're actually a uh, comic that's getting out of bed and uh, early enough for lo- breakfast that, at breakfast time that's know? what I'm saying I know saying. a lot of comics that'll break up and they're like it's time for breakfast and you're like dude it's time for dinner yeah you yeah know? uh-huh but yeah, I'll call you when I get up at three yeah oh, okay yeah how did you uh, now back to the comedy stuff? How how did you get started? What you uh, open mic? Yeah, I had writing. I had every comic has got a very close circle of friends that think he's funny. Yeah, and they think it's terrific when he's funny, mm-hmm. and they think it's more terrific when he's not, because they know that he is. Mm-hmm. So I had several friends that pushed me to do open mic. Because they wanted to see me do well, and because they wanted to see me get a pie in my face, I think. Yeah. Just that kind of, you know, that it, it's 
fun to watch your friends. That's what friends are for. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, and it's not it's not as high pressure, like I say, as watching a football go through an upright or somebody get pitched to, but it is your friend up there. Mm-hmm. And so I had encouraging friends that said, you should try it, you should try it. And so I tried it. And if you have, if you have never fished before and you catch one fish, you know if you want to fish again. Yeah. And if you have never hit a golf ball before, if you hit one golf ball right, you, you'll know right away if yeah. you want to golf again. And I knew right away that I wanted to do this as a living. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what that meant, uh, what it was going to require, you know, the work I was going to have to do, um, the trade-offs that I was going to have to make. What kind of work were you doing back then? Uh, I was working at a countertop company. I had the sort of job that you get when you don't graduate high school. Uh-huh. Because I didn't, yeah, and so that limited my line of uh, employment right away. You hear but, that, kids? Yeah, right. Stay in school, and not just stay in school because I stayed in school until the last day. I just didn't take some classes that I had to take. And yeah. Order to, uh, but uh, and I I liked that job, and I liked the the freedoms. It was seven to three thirty. You mm-hmm. know, you punch in and you think about it, and you punch out and you don't think about it. In fact, it has led. I don't know if you're hearing the big chunk in the back. Are you hearing that? Yes, that's my time clock. I, I do this thing now where I, I travel with a time clock and I've got time cards and I punch in and I work for the hour and then I punch what? out. And every now and again when a joke doesn't work, I will punch out and tell a joke for free. <laughs> <laughs> but it's this crazy thing, Justin. I love the... I could totally... Yes, I, I, I was I, hearing it. I'm like, what, what in the like fuck is that sound? Yeah, right? But not, yeah, it's, I've worked at jobs. I, mean, I have a radio job now. Uh, there's no time clock but i've done the warehouse jobs i know that yeah. sound yeah. that's and, it and that's the problem is that a lot of remember back in the a lot of young people have never dealt with a time clock oh, it's yeah. all computerized or card swipe oh, or no, whatever no. the hell but this thing is iconoclastic it is a big i mean it is a 16 pound 400 dollar joke that, that I have to great. travel with week in and week out, and I get I get stopped at TSA. I was it's, just going to ask you that. It's a headache. It's a huge headache, <laughs> but it's funny enough to bear it. Oh, you know that is fantastic. Um, but it was that job. It was that job from seven to three thirty that ultimately led to the idea of being on the clock because this job is is as different as you can possibly imagine night to night. Yeah, but it's the same. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, the one thing that was hard about that warehouse job is that the demon was the sameness, you know? It's oh, the yeah. same job, same button, same uh, standing position, same mm-hmm. work yeah. every day. Yeah. And then so the hard part became getting through it. Mm-hmm. Um, this job is different every single day, and that is the demon. Yeah. Um, you don't know – I mean, last night we had a great show – Tonight they don't care that last night was a great show. Right, you know you got to right. be funny right now, yeah. and there could be some element in the show that makes it very very difficult that wasn't there last night that will never be here again another night, and that is really difficult to deal with. But the sameness of well, it's tonight, got to go to work tonight, got to go to work. That's what led to the the time clock idea. <laughs> and, I, and I do. I, I it's a fun thing, and I like punching out and and there it is again. telling jokes for you. It's going to go every minute. That's the whole that's the whole drawback of the thing. Um, is that, you know, if it's quiet for a second, you can hear that chung. Yeah, I don't think the mics can pick it up. No, but, but uh, it's, <laughs> it, and it's, it's got little springs and levers, so when it chunks, you hear the... It's resetting, basically, yeah. right? Yeah, well, it's setting on every minute. I know a lot more about time clocks, because this is the third carnation, incarnation of this bit. Because I thought, if, at the beginning, I thought, well, if I'm going to travel with it, it can't weigh 15 pounds. I've got to get something much smaller. 
and I had something smaller, but it didn't read like a time clock. I had to add a clock to it. And, oh. and instead of the punching and the ka-chung part of it, it would, you know, it would I, yep, sound like a, yep. a, a receipt, you know, sure. just, mm-hmm. like a typewriter thing. And that didn't sound right either. That's not good. Um, not it still work. got the point across, but it didn't sound right. But I'm amazed at how you can program these time clocks you know as you say you got to get it in just the right thing and it can tell you if you're on your way in or you're on your way out if it's the second break they can put little codes to what it means when you're i mean they're astonishing in their complexity and i didn't need any of that i just needed one that put the number i don't even need it to put the number on the time card it's just a dumb stupid joke i love that um but it really does I, i mean it works and it's and ideally i'm gonna get it to a place where i can do it on like the Tonight Show or something like that, where I'm punching in for a five and a half minute set. That would work and, really well. And at one point, punching out, yeah. telling a joke for free, and then punching back in and and finishing. But um, I hope to see that someday. Uh, I well, I hope you do too. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I hope you do too because that's a that's a goal. Oh, that's fantastic. Where uh, how how often are you on the road? Are you traveling all year? Or? Yeah, pretty Take much. Take some time um, off for the... Uh, do you have kids, family? No, or you have a wife, no. you said. Yeah, we do, but we don't have children. Um, well, we don't have sex, I think, is the key. <laughs> um, we're trying to keep it fresh. Uh, that- 23 years in, we're, maybe next week. Maybe next week. Yeah. Um, I, I will say this, that sometimes in life, God has saved me from the things I thought I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I think kids are one of those things. Okay. Um, I mean, I love them, um, but it would be hard. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gone as much as a pilot. Um, every month, fifteen days, easily a month, yeah. easily, yeah. Um, maybe often more. And I mean, my wife gets it, you know, and we can talk on the phone. But you got a four-year-old daughter who's having a birthday party yeah. that you've been planning on being at, yeah. and then suddenly something comes up like this that you have to go and do, and then you're not at it. Yeah. She doesn't realize that you're providing and yeah. following dreams and trying to answer your own soul and things like that. She only knows that daddy doesn't love me and he's never going to, I'm going to end up on a pole. <laughs> you know? uh, so I don't, you know, I, and that part of it, um, and that, that goes back to one of the costs that I was talking about, about this job. Sure. One of the demons is that, I mean, I'm gone a lot. You know? So you must not ever, do you have any problem with traveling? No, God, no. no, no. I have problems sleeping in my own bed, actually. Yeah, really? Yeah, it's really... The the first night home is always really tough, and the last night home. You know, those two bookends are are aggravating. Yeah. You know, and for my wife, too, because suddenly... I mean, she's maybe been home by herself for two weeks, mm-hmm. and now some asshole's leaving a spoon out. <laughs> and and, and uh, in my defense, I've been spending two weeks... Where nobody cares what I do, or they pick up after me. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is. I I was here last night. I had uh, the some food from uh, sticks, but I stand up and I walk away from it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. some guy takes y'all done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. And okay, and he takes care of it. Now, if I do that at home, that's a big problem. But it's it becomes habit and what you're just used to, you know. And and my wife, God bless her, is you know she's used to the exact opposite. She cooks for one and takes care of that house and you know it that's led to it, and you problems. said does she still work as a uh... yeah she still does comedy but she does she does comedy uh certainly not a hobby but it's not um it's not uh her full-time employment and it's not i mean this is a passion play for me you yeah. know i'm very lucky that i make a living at it um because it would be hard if i didn't i wouldn't keep doing it 
yeah. at, at some point I'd have to make a living. But um, I love doing this. That's awesome. And she likes doing it. Okay. And so that changes the dynamic because yeah, you're not going to change your dedication. Absolutely. Um, you're not going to go on the road 35 weeks a year and you know, it's a different town all the time and you don't know anybody. This is such a gift. You have no idea to be able to come in and talk to somebody and then have it be good and have it be about you. Come on. <laughs> but the idea that there's I mean there are some days when the first words I will literally say to somebody is Good evening. How are you? Or something like that. You sure. Know? How about another hand for that guy? Okay. You know? And um, so this is a gift in that way. And she doesn't uh, she doesn't pursue it because of that. Yeah. Um, but she still works, and she's she's working on a number of things. She edits books. She's written a couple. She's co-written a couple of books with friends of hers. Um, and she's working on uh, um, a big website that they hope to launch soon. Um, and uh, she's very busy, but not on the road busy. Oh, okay. Not gone busy. You mentioned, uh, you said something about going overseas. What type of places? Uh, How far have you gone? Well, um, Hong Kong, mm-hmm. Korea, the Philippines. Those were all DOD. No, not the Hong Kong thing. The Hong Kong thing was a, a show that I did for uh, um, Comedy Central. But um, the other ones, the DOD tours were in uh, Korea and uh, the Philippines and Japan. What are those like? Well, when we did it, and they do them now, guys and women, you know, do them now for the troops. And those are different, as I understand it, because we were a, it was a peacetime thing. Yeah. Um, although there were a couple of places that it was dicey to go, the Philippines was dicey, but that was only, it was after a big earthquake and, and mudslide or something, and, and you had stuff that they wanted, even if it was just in your pocket. Sure. So it was dangerous. But, oh, yeah. um, and we were strictly Air Force. And you would do some shows for the enlisted men, and you would do some shows for the uh, officers. That's yeah. what it is. That's yeah. the word I'm looking for. It's a good thing I'm not in the service. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but they, they're looking for... Uh, so you do shows for the, the enlisted, and then you would do shows for the officers. And they would be very, very different, because the enlisted... You know, these are some guys that are opting. I'll go to the service instead of going to jail or whatever. Right, you know, right, and then right. but the shows for the um, the shows for the officers were always great. Um, but uh, and the, well, I, I, for me, they were always great. Um, they they were good shows, but um, they're just far away. Did I see that you do uh, cruise ships? I do. Yeah, I do about twenty weeks on a ship a year, probably. Really? Yeah, not in a row. Not in a no, row. No, no, I know, but my um, goodness. Yeah, it's a lot. It's but it's it's very good work, you know. Caribbean? I, yeah, mostly. How mostly does it work with Alaska. your uh, skin tone that's similar to I mine? I stay in my cabin. Yeah. You know, people ask me all the time, "How is the Caribbean?" I'm like, "Well, it's 75 and cloudy because <laughs> I've got my window closed or something, right. you know." And and it is. I mean, it is lovely, but um it's not for me in that way. You know, I don't lay out by the pool. Hell I no. don't. No. And you are a captive of that I, I tell people all the time it's like a velvet prison it really is yeah i went on one for a week uh several uh, years ago yeah. i loved it but uh i, I just I, I wonder what it'd be like i mean i guess like you're doing it as uh you know for work would you get spoiled but if you're not are you really taking advantage of doesn't sound like you're taking advantage of all the great things they have well on i i don't because they know me yeah um it sometimes i'll get on on a cruise in the beginning and get off in the end, okay? And I'll work the first night, 
and then I'll work somewhere in the middle, and that'll be it. That'll be maybe even 45 minutes total for the whole week. But they know exactly who you are. Yeah. And then they see you around the ship, and, and it's nice. I mean, it, but it is a microcosm of fame. You know, they, they have no compunction about coming up to you or, you know, knocking a book out of your hand. Well, or, plus everyone's wasted. Well, that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. that's part of it. And um, uh, so their interaction with you makes it very different. But sometimes I'll get on a cruise in the middle and get off in the middle of the next one. That way I work for one ship full of people as they head in and then another ship full of people as they head out. So they get... The company pays me for a week, but they get entertainment on two, two different two uh, different cruises. Now people. those can be very good because sometimes people don't know you until the end, um, so you're anonymous. Yeah, and and you can go where you want, and you're you know you're un, it's unfettered. Hey, there's that guy that was staring at <laughs> at me <laughs> by the pool yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and I mean when they know you, that's fine. When they don't, wasn't know he wearing you, a speedo cute. yesterday? Yeah. Now he's in a suit. Yeah, yeah, that's. Um, and it's very, very... Uh, here at Acme, I feel like a comic. And on a cruise ship, I feel like a comedian. And it's a subtle difference. But here, uh, this is raw, yeah. you know, and organic. And on a, on a ship, I, I'm in a theater sometimes in front of 1,500 people. Yeah. And they don't want to hear, so uh, what else? Uh, you know, they don't want to... You come out, it's like TV, you know. It's just joke... Set up joke, set up joke, segue, set up joke. Sure, I, sure. I mean, it is. Uh, I say it sometimes. But some nights you shine your shoes, and some nights you show them off. And this is a place where you shine them, and uh-huh. you learn how the joke is told. And this is one of those places where you can shine your shoes and show them off in the same time because they get a great crowd in here. Yeah. They really let you know what is funny, and they let you know what isn't funny. Yeah. And you can trust it because they're well knowledgeable and seen a lot of great comedy um so you take those elements and you put them together on a ship and you're in a suit and a tie at least i am right in a suit and a tie mm-hmm. standing still mm-hmm. and just delivering your material uh the ship i just got off had 6200 people on it mm-hmm. uh, every week yeah. every week every week and that ship has a dedicated comedy club oh okay with a hundred and some seats so i was working every night uh, two shows a night, three shows on formal nights. So it's 16 shows total. Holy cow. It's a lot. Wow. It is a lot. I looked you up on IMDb, and that's why I knew about the Caroline and the City. So what oh. did you do for that show? Because well, we I wrote, watched that show. We wrote. Um, now, I was lucky. I was. Um, I made no secrets of my ambition at all. I, I went to Hollywood to get a show. That was my. I wanted to do what Lisa was, Nora's friend was doing. I wanted to get a pilot, develop it, turn it into a show, and, and that whole thing. Right. So I was on it, and we wrote for it for uh, a season and a half. Yeah. yeah. It was a great experience. Um, she was really good, and uh, um, she's very, very talented. Although, multi-camera is a... It's a phony thing, you know, um, versus a single camera. Now, Modern Family, that's a single camera show. That's right. why it works so well. Yep. That's why the laugh track doesn't work with it. Right. Um, and, and But they're more expensive. And at the time when we were doing television, you know, when we started writing television, there were about... 36 sitcoms, sitcoms on three networks. Fox was brand new when we were coming on. Sure. Um, so now that made four networks. When we left, there were 12. Isn't that amazing? Because Survivor came on, uh-huh. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and all that stuff, and just pushed expensive, scripted television virtually off the dial. Yeah. I think um, it's coming back now. Oh, it sitcoms absolutely coming is. Back. And things like Modern Family Help. Yeah. Uh, things like Mad Men. Things, you know, th- these are extraordinary things. And... 
the diminishing of TV. I mean, used to be they would broadcast. Now they narrowcast. I mean, I don't know swamp people. You know, I don't know who they're going after, but it's not a whole family of people no. just for one hour. I mean, it is a small group of people just for now. Just met two of those guys. Oh, is that ago. right? Yeah, All two right. of the guys from Swamp People. They were in studio at the okay. uh, morning show. They they were very nice fellas. Uh, I have nothing in common with them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're. It's well. Wow. They, and that's why it works as a show. I you know I've watched it and actually. I mean, it's interesting a show like that. Well, and I, I'm telling it's you, so different. Yes, and you know this because you see people come through the the studio, but n- n- nobody's smart about everything. But everybody is smart about something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a show in Lincoln, Nebraska, and there's three guys sitting down in the front row, and they've got overalls and no shirts. Mm-hmm. Now, it's nighttime. You know, <laughs> ordinarily you wear a shirt when you go out at nighttime. But these are three guys, country guys, sitting in giant overalls with no shirts on. And I made some comments, not fun of, just made some comments about their outfits. You have to. And they... And the next day, one of those guys took me out into his combine. And this is a hundred and plus some thousand dollar machine oh, yeah. that he's running like a surgeon. And I'm telling you, I couldn't do that. No. You know? And he was, last night he's an idiot. And today he is a genius. And you get those swamp people. Outside the swamp, they're idiots. But in the swamp, I mean, you want that guy in your boat because what are you going to do? Yeah. You know? That's uh, an interesting way to look at that. You're, you're, you know, you're dead I on. Mean, he knows everything mm-hmm. about that yeah. that I want to know nothing no. about uh-uh. unless I'm, no. you know, in the swamp. He's and swamp smart. He's, he's, he is swamp smart. Yeah. And, you know, if you're in the swamp, you have to be. Yeah. But I don't, I, I mean, it's engaging TV in that sort of voyeuristic peek through a hole kind of thing, but I just don't know how long it lasts. Right. And right. I don't, it's, it's certainly, for my entertainment time, it's certainly not comparable to Modern Family or Breaking Bad or Justified or some other television that I could watch that's more expensive to produce. It's harder to produce. It's You have talented people doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? this, is, this is something we started last week, actually. Episode 2. Episode 2, which right. was last week. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You don't want to confuse people. Right. <laughs> I, brought, I, busted it, I busted out some of my old Playboy magazines. Okay. Uh, that doesn't ordinarily work well on a podcast but i'm happy to look at a playboy here i'm we're, i'm just going to hand you one okay. and then we uh, we both look at them and kind of swap oh, pictures all right c's c's yeah <laughs> and wait are those the i'm jumping ahead yeah, i'm probably yeah, jumping yeah. we're ahead. not we're not there's all no right. rating this isn't okay. uh, we're not going to rank things this is uh let's go, let's see here we'll go to the cover this is from march 2002 so we're talking over 10 years ago shut up uh, the 20 questions that month were with Jamie Foxx Looks oh. like he, uh, all right. you know him at all? Uh, not at all, but I know who he is, sure. And uh, let's see, some of the things they asked Jamie. I'm going to ask you right now, such as... Okay, but I'm not going to answer what he would have said. I doubt I it. I don't know. Okay. Because okay. we're different <laughs> if people. If you do, yeah, that'd be something. Wouldn't, it? wouldn't that be something? Yeah. <laughs> Me and Jamie Foxx have the same life experience. Yeah. Uh, women, leave him laughing or wanting more? Um, I, my wife... Told me one time, she said that the the guys that will take the time to make you laugh will take the time to make you come. Um, now, I don't know if I can say that or not. You absolutely but, can. Yeah, and it's there forever. Uh, they also asked, "What material always works?" 
Um, humanic. That's not a word, but I'll tell you this. When I get laughs, that's good. But when I get people nudging one another or pointing somebody out that's within their group because I've touched on something that they do or something like that, that's if you find some material in that way, you're golden. Now, it, it may not be universal for everybody in the room, but it will be enough. It will be familiar enough for those that get it. They will really, really get it. And they'll laugh at it. Uh, how about what material has bombed? Has bombed? Yes. Oh, all of it. <laughs> all of it. Hey, one, one time or not. I did a show. I'd, um, I'll set the scene, all right? Yeah. This is brief. Uh, I'm, I'm doing a show. It's a private corporate show. They pay me a scat of money. Um, I'm working at the San Francisco Yacht Club, which is a, a beautiful dinner hall out, out um, into the San Francisco Bay. Right behind me, gigantic picture windows. Right on the other side of that is the Stars and Stripes, this beautiful 30-some-foot yacht that has just won the America's Cup in oh, racing. Yeah. Beautiful ship, beautiful night. Just beyond that, uh, the San Francisco Bay Bridge. Yeah. Just look. Picturesque. Gor- it's gorgeous. She's running out of time for the room. They haven't eaten yet. Mm-hmm. She's running out of We need you to go now. There's no place for me to go because the buffet line is... Oh, no. Still sad. We just need you to go now. I'm doing my act at the end of the buffet line as people are coming through getting food on their plate. <laughs> Nothing worked. Not a thing. Everything bombed. It was. And, and again, we go back to what we were talking about. That So what? You know, this is the demon of the job. I mean, I've yeah. been paid a bunch of money. I'm out of here in the morning. Yeah. I was paid to be entertaining. Maybe it was. You know, maybe it was entertaining to see some guy up there at the end of the t- well, at the end of the line. People slow down to look at train wrecks, uh, or they, car yeah, crashes. Yeah, so. right. I'll never forget that. That's one of my worst shows. Ever. I hope you grinned when you cash that show. Oh my god! I, I I called my wife at the end of the night. and I was laughing. You know what? We should wrap it up. What was the best show? Is it one standout? First one. The first time I was on stage, and I did three minutes of material, and I got four minutes of laughter. It felt like and. I, I I was addicted, man. I mean, I wanted to come back right away. Now I I had different things in my head that were going to happen, and things. I was going to be on the Tonight Show in four months. Yeah, you? yeah. Let's see, it's December now, and I bet you by June. You know, I had no idea that it was a decade later. There have been some that are really, really, really great. Um, I worked. I did a show. I, I opened for Dennis Miller one night in Las Vegas on my anniversary. Um, and, and again, this is the beauty of my wife that it came in that day. We had plans to do something that night, okay. But it came in that day. Dennis Miller's opener didn't wasn't gonna whatever. Yeah. And I got the call, and within a half an hour, we're in a car going from L.A. to Vegas on our anniversary. Wow. But we stay at the Mirage. It, I have a ridiculously good show, so good in fact that Rob Lowe comes and interrupts our dinner. Our anniversary dinner that we're having at California Pizza Kitchen, which literally was 15 feet from our house in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, but we're in Vegas. But, you know, the whole night that we had planned, blown out. And yeah. the night that we end up with is as regular as uh, I'm at work and we're eating at California Pizza Kitchen. Sure. Uh, I mean, you always as, do. Like always. Yeah. Like always. Even though it's as special as tonight, mm-hmm. like always, here we are. Yeah. And like always, as a special as she is... She comes to that crummy low-down anniversary night, you know? Yeah. 
Phil. Yeah. Thank you. Man, I really had a blast. I really do appreciate Good. it. Good. No, yeah. thank you. I, there's a million more things we could talk about, and hopefully you'll be back uh, within a year or so. Yeah. Not a long delay, and hopefully else will be doing this. I, so I we can like uh, continue sure. this yeah, conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll pick it right. And we will, have the, we will have the record. We can pick it up right where we left off. <laughs> we'll play yeah. the last few minutes. Yeah, yeah. right? And here we yeah, go. Yeah, and, and we're back. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We'll, we'll be back after 15 months of these messages. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in uh, this week. And um, one more time, no shows here. If you want to come see Phil, there's Wednesday night. Thursday night, two shows Friday. Two shows Friday, and then we're out. Saturday, unless you're invited to the wedding. Don't come down to Acme. No. I'll be in Grand Junction doing a show. It's at the Mesa Theater in Grand Junction, which is four hours west of Colorado. Oh, sure. Well, four hours west of Denver. It's still in Colorado. It's <laughs> 15 minutes east of Utah. Hey, just right down the block from here. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you're listening over there, go to see Phil, wherever he is. Very funny. Great guest. Thank you very much. My Next pleasure. week... Uh, the guest is going to be Sean Patton. He'll be here starting Tuesday very at Acme. Funny. Sean Patton, very funny. Great. Yeah. All right. Talk to you next week.